0: This is Rudy Giuliani, and you are uh, listening to. Call the mayor. And you may or may not have been listening to, the prior show, which was the in, inside the twenty twenty two elections, and uh, there we had a chance to cover rather. Um, hmm. I'd say rather quickly, the um, the elections as they stand right now in the house and the senate we didn't get into the governorship in any great detail and i'll just summarize it all for you and um, i, I, I uh, see if we can see if we can get a conversation started about the election you call me at 888 627 6008 that's 888 888- 627 or if you're calling me from overseas which some do you call me at 324 724 4851 and that's to call the mayor show so here's here's where here's where we were uh we say House of Representatives. House of Representatives. I'm gonna put this in front of my face, which I don't think will bother you. I don't go up here like this. We'll do it like this. Move this out of the way for a moment. If I talk loud enough, you'll be able to hear me. So here's where, here's where we stand right now. Why not look like a teacher? Why not look like a teacher? And uh, like a really, like a good teacher, not one who doesn't want to come to work and wants you to be locked in the classroom and that kind of stuff, or wants to mess around with your sexuality. So um, that's the union, really, not the teachers. So this this is the, where the house is right now. 220, 212, 8 plus dems. 8 plus. Let's go right to the bottom line. This is the this is the median uh, projection where it's going to be after the election. Uh, two hundred Dems, two hundred and twenty Republicans for a plus twenty Republican. So the Republicans would more than double replace and more than double the Democrat majority. Now, how do they get there? So it's two twenty two two 12 153 designated as safe, totally set Democrat seats. 185, uh, um, 185 Republican. So, right from the beginning, you start seeing the majority of Republicans start emerging, right? Then, uh, likely, you got more Dems, 23, 17. So that gets you to 202 for the Republicans, okay? And 176 for the Democrats. And now we have leaning, uh, these are the weakest, really, the weakest projections. And that's 1918 Dems to Republicans. So that leaves you with 220 that are a combination of for sure, likely and leaning Republican and 185 Dems. That's a margin of fifteen, right? That's a margin of fifteen. Oh, sorry, I have a margin of of, of um, that's the margin of tw- oh my goodness that's a margin of twenty five. I was looking down here. Then you then you add five more. These are these are the people that are tilting. They are tilting Democrat, which gets 200. them to two hundred. That's two twenty to two hundred. And then we have five leaners, and they're supposed to go but they're the weakest of all three to two. So 203 to 200, uh, 205 to 200, 203 to 202, something like that in the House. That's the House of Representatives. The Senate. The Senate is the more interesting one because there is still uh, uh, enough out there so you could end up with a Democrat Senate in the sense of 50-50 uh, with a, a president, vice president, depending on if you're Joe Biden or not, Harris, uh, casting the tie-breaking vote. But that is very, very important because that gives them all the committee chairmanships, and, uh, all the power to block things and makes it much easier to do confirmations and passing by majority, just slim majority, like they passed bankrupting America that way, passed the inflationary measures that way. So the big races in the Senate are, <clears throat> within, it, it, let's see if we can do them in order of, how obviously they're going to be resolved as either Republican or Democrat, okay? I'll read I'll read these to you, then I'll show them how how obvious is it they're going to get resolved as Republican or Democrat. That's that's what we're looking at now. So. The easiest ones to resolve, knock off quickly as Republican or Democrat would be uh, Florida, North Carolina. Those are going to go. Those are going to go Republican. There isn't really much doubt about it. And uh, I don't know why they really weren't much doubt, and neither is, neither is there going to be much doubt about Iowa and Utah. I would say Senator Grassley and Senator Lee win by double digits. Rubio wins by double digits. So I would say that's those four are taken are taken care of. So let's put those away. For the for the for the for uh, the easy way to look at it is for the Democrats to keep the majority. By and large, uh, they just can't lose a seat. They can't lose a single seat. Uh, Or if they lose a seat, they got to pick up a seat. If they lose two, they got to pick up three. Uh you know, if they will still have to pick up two, correct? Because all they have to do is get it back to 50-50. So here's here's here, here are the here are the possibilities for where the Democrats could pick up uh, a, a, a a Republican seat and therefore get themselves to a 50 majority. Where are the Republicans most vulnerable and what remains? And what does remain? Arizona, Georgia, Wisconsin, Nevada, Ohio, and Pennsylvania remain, and North Carolina. So, of those, which are the Democrats most likely to win? Probably the the most likely. Let's put it this way. Where where would the Republicans be the weakest? Hard to say. Hard to say. Maybe Arizona. So I look at it this way. Arizona is a toss-up. It could go either way. And uh, it's the one that I would be the least surprised goes Democrat. Georgia? Georgia? Georgia is going to either go to Walker or, or it will be a runoff. So you won't have a win on that night. And therefore, whatever is going on with the Senate, that's going to make a difference. But um, in both Arizona and Georgia, you're talking about a pickup. So if the Republicans make a pickup somewhere else, and don't lose a seat, they're then going to have 51 votes, and they're going to have a majority. So Georgia may matter in terms of padding your lead, but Georgia may not matter in terms of of winning the Senate, if the following can happen. If Republicans can win Wisconsin with Johnson over Bonds, that would be holding that seat. If they then turned around and also won Nevada with Laxalt, who's ahead by, both these gentlemen are ahead by. Johnson is pushing double digits, and Laxalt is now at about five or six. So that would be the la- the Laxalt would be the pickup, and Johnson would be the hold. And now, if they hold everything else, they win no matter what happens in Georgia. Uh, rob is again with us recording on line in one progress. rob we'll get to it we'll get we'll get to rob in just a little while okay um so you've got to then go to ohio which is a, a hold for republicans and it's close but it's looking good for vance i seriously doubt um I seriously doubt that Ryan could pull through. Uh, but if he did, and Johnson wins, and Laxalt wins, and, and Vance uh, lo- lo- loses, so now we lose a seat. It, it'd be uh, it'd be uh, it could be easily over come by uh, Oz winning in Pennsylvania. And I cannot believe he's not going to be fed him. And I don't believe if we get to New Hampshire, that Bulldog will not be. Um, Hassan who he has done a very, very good job of. Uh, I think catching up with and going ahead of. In uh, some of these cases, certainly in the case of Bulldog. And in the case of Vance. And in the case of Walker, they were painted with the Democrat money as such uh, 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 what would you say, way out, way out uh, uh, Republicans, like uh, extremist uh, Republicans, that when they appeared and were at the debates and were reasonable and, and quite effective uh, speakers and, and human beings, uh, I think it switched the thing all around. I mean, when, um, when Walker, uh, showed up ready to discuss the issues, discuss the issues and Warnock was just doing platitudes all of a sudden realized he's a lot better prepared than Warnock is. And no wonder, uh, the country and Georgia are in such bad shape. It's not represented by someone like Warnock who is a, um, well, I mean, he's the guy who was a black lives matter guy, a racial politics guy, uh, a uh, guy who ran his, ran his wife over all of these make all of these make sense to me. just one Does it Fetterman I do not understand how Fetterman is still in the race. Fetterman is um, Fetterman 's performance in that debate the other night was a clear indication to any person who has any uh, caring for this country that he would be an embarrassment to the country. Uh, in the United States Senate and a danger, not the same danger that Biden is as a man suffering from dementia in the white house, but um, enough danger so that I, one would wonder about um, how people came around to voting for him. He, he can't even express himself. Doesn't seem to understand the propositions that are put forward to him. You know, when he was asked, when he was asked um, by um, by the moderator, how he can, how he can explain his change in position with regard to um, fracking. He just um, froze. He had two chances to do it. And the second time it was, if he was trying to, he's like, he called his eyes and he was trying to remember what, what, He'd been taught to say, I'm for fracking. I'm for fracking. I'm for fracking. I've always been for fracking. I've always, I'm for fracking. I'm always for fracking. I'm I'm always for fracking. Well, I mean, you know, uh, two years earlier, he was dead set against fracking. He hasn't been always for fracking. Uh, The reason I think it's more than just being a liar or mistake. I mean, you don't make a mistake in a change of position like that. I think he has a hard time remembering. I think, I, I don't think he can conjure up in his mind the, the day, uh, you know, two years ago that he said that he would uh, give up his life if, if they ever tried to frack. They'd never frack in, in Pennsylvania ever again. I don't think he remembers it. And the way he says it, it looks like he doesn't remember it. No, you could, I like How can he debate and persuade anybody? How can he represent you, uh, people of Pennsylvania? It's one thing to feel bad for him. It's another thing to make him a senator because you feel bad for him. Don't don't you feel bad for him that he has such a terrible family? They don't mind his getting in front of millions of people and making a fool out of himself? Nor nor do they mind the the danger to his life they're presenting. uh, By having him under that kind of stress, having just uh, um, had a – Massive. He obviously had a big stroke. You just look at his uh, reaction now, s- several several months later. He's not recovered, not close to recovered. Gosh, I've seen people recover from strokes in two, three days. So there's a 25% chance of getting a stroke in the year after you get it. And the bigger, the stronger, the worse the stroke, the greater the chance, and the greater the chance of fatality, all that. You can't tell me he did not have a big stroke. Uh, Just just his reaction, just his reaction has to tell you that, doesn't it? Doesn't his reaction have to just like sort of uh, demonstrate that beyond any, any doubt imaginable? So go vote. Turn the country around and let's take a look at some of the other things that we have that are happening right now in this country that are just impossible to believe. Iran, which is not getting the attention it deserves, is in real trouble. The protests within Iran are... Uh, very very substantial they are um at the point where there was a person on fox last night or it could have been newsmax i think it was newsmax Uh, an iranian woman author who said that she would describe it as a revolution i interviewed and i would suggest uh, going to my podcast to get the details of this i interviewed um Ali Reza Sadardi, who is uh, the representative of uh, the Mujahideen al Khalq, which is a, um, which is the premier, largest uh, resistance group against the Ayatollah now for 40 years, and Ali Reza is a uh, perfectly fluent American, but very, very dedicated to the freedom of the people of Iran, and Ali Reza um, told me before I heard this that they're in revolution this is not a protest that what's going on in iran uh, no matter how much no matter how much uh, violence is applied uh, these people are not going to give up and the impact of the violence has been the more violence there is the greater the reaction the stronger and the greater the reaction So it comes at a very odd time because we have a president who seems to be in love with Iran. And I don't say that with any form of exaggeration. Who who gave Iran as much money as we did? In cash. Which had to be illegal, for illegal purposes at least. Why would a country want money in cash? I mean, what, what possible reason would they have to want money in cash unless they're going to pass it out as we know they do to terrorists. So we gave them money so that half of it could go to killing Israelis and Americans and people favorable to America. That was done by, um, that was done by the more, the more sane of the two Obama, but possibly the more oriented toward uh, socialism and communism. And more uh, sincerely after having been, you know, a student of Saul Alinsky and, In, 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 in what world do you give money and gash to a country that kills its own people in large, large numbers? Um, I don't I don't understand it. I never did, and I think it uh, until Biden came along, that probably helped to make Obama the worst president in the history of America. Uh, but there's no question who's the worst president now. Uh, Obama looked, Obama never looked competent, by the way. He never looked like he understood how to manage his way out of a paper bag. And every time Putin would meet with him, you look, you looked at Putin's face and you could see the disdain that Putin had for him as what, I was a KGB murderer and you were some kind of a community organizer and you got elected, really, you got elected, uh, out of wokeism, not out of merit. I mean, you hardly were a senator. You're in one of the crookedest legislatures in the United States, you hardly were a senator. And here you are, President of the United States, and (laughs) you want to give away money to a country that wants to make nuclear weapons and that teaches its children to hate your children from the day they're in grammar school. Thinks killing Americans, taking them hostages, just Perfectly okay. Look what Soleimani did to our troops. Look what they did when they took the hostages. So, where, where did this? Is it a terrible time for Iran to have this happen with a pro Ayatollah president? I mean, one that wants to settle the nuclear dispute, but most importantly, get a lot of money to them. So, I think that's going to probably play as another reason why the uh. Democrats really hurt, and uh, f- and find um, find it difficult to break out of this uh, momentum. That because this, this is a really really um, this is really a big issue, and this is hardly this is hardly a minority issue a minority of minority people, and that is the freedom and safety of the people of Iraq. We also have gone through a week. And once again, uh, Biden speak, uh, there is no inflation. Prices are just up. 12, 13, 14, 15 percent. People can't afford their groceries, but it's not inflation. It's the effect of policies. That's what it is. Of spending enormous amounts of money that and creating a paper you know just creating more paper and and all they' all they're hoping for is for more is for more opportunities to give money away and that means that becomes uh, very difficult, and I think it is becoming more and more a source of American political reaction and uh, negative American political reaction that should result in a big impact next uh, Tuesday. Now, do we have to worry about some kind of October or now November surprise um, coming up? That rumors of that. I always live, live as an optimist and think it would be really foolish for the Democrats to do it, but of course they feel that they're entitled or they're protected or they're immunized because the press never covers anything that they do that's that's wrong. I mean, you look at you look at you look at the telephone uh, call that was made to help uh, Mr. Pelosi. At first, it was um, they could hear Mr. Pelosi in the background. It was another man. Then, then uh, it, it, the police commissioner said that. The, Police didn't have his name, they gave away a wrong name. But uh, the but the um, the whole idea was that somebody else opened the door, and not Mr. Pelosi. The 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 police chief is quite adamant about that. Well, who is he? Who's she? What did she do or not do for you? Did she attempt to help you? Did she attempt to intervene? Why is there always such mystery with this woman? Why? Why? What's being hidden? Well, we'll take a short break. And when we come back, we'll finish our thoughts about the condition of the country, and then we'll get to some other things that you will find equally as interesting. Thank you. to be back it's Rudy Giuliani I'm called the mayor and I was um I was I was talking I was talking about the uh, you know the president and the the strange the strange uh situation that we find ourselves in with this election coming up now and how important it is I mean I, I There was a story when I was a child about, you know, someone, I don't know if, it was a, if it involved a, a boy, a girl, a twins or twins, but, you know, they would cry wolf, that, that a wolf was coming all the time. And the mother explained to them that if you do that, the wolf doesn't come, one of these days you're going to cry wolf and the wolf will be coming and nobody's going to come. And um, we've been saying forever since I either been in politics or or, or been interested in it, this is the most important election in the history of America or the history of Boston or the history of New York or the history of the world. Ah. Some of them were really important. Like 1860 was pretty damn important that we got Abraham Lincoln right, kept the Union together. I I think uh, I think 1980 was very important when we got Ronald Reagan. Otherwise, I don't know if wouldn't be looking at the Soviet Union rather than Russia having invaded and having gone into Poland instead. I mean, having gone beyond Poland and gone and in, gone into uh, uh, West Berlin rather than having been pushed all the way back and go, going in just to the just to the part of Ukraine that they did. Not that I'm saying that's right, but just trying to put in perspective how um, how, how how things have changed. So um, the idea that this is the most important election is a very valid one because the government has kept Obama's promise of making fundamental changes. Now the the changes have been made in the law. Yes, not at, not all completely yet. You have a number a- of areas that communists have to change in order to make you a communist government, and uh, they've they've hit a couple of those boxes very strongly, like taking our children away from us. They've done a pretty good job of that. You've got a lot of children that don't have the basic values of their parents and um, have been have been brainwashed away from that based on the. Marxist uh, type of public education system that we have. I mean, uh, there's no question that the teachers' union is a Marxist organization. Uh, it, it, look at how they took advantage of being out of work. They extended at least a year more than necessary. Look, at, look how they took advantage of getting greater power over your children because the, the, the teachers' union and the education associations, not the teachers' I think of you as just a, 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 an obstruction. You're not a help. They, they know what they want to brainwash your ch- child to believe. And uh, you you're, they, they instinctually know you'll get in the way of it. That's why they don't pray at the beginning of a the class. They're afraid God will get in, in the way of it big time. Particularly if he understands that the people doing this are not only very atheists, but hate God. They hate anything having to do with religion because religion takes away from the one world, the the, the, the glories of, of communism. The human beings obviously don't reason well. Many of them don't because you'd wonder why they'd want communism when every experiment in it has led to poverty, destruction, and massive, massive murder. You also wonder why so many people from communist and former communist countries are pouring into the United States uh, as uh, Biden has just superseded all of our American immigration laws. I mean, he's the guy that was so worried about COVID that he brought people from all over the world, let them come in with COVID without checking them. They're walking around your city, your state. He didn't... Um, they they, um, they didn't they didn't seem to quib- uh, quibble about it, Right. So I don't know the best way to I've tried every way that I can. And I'm going to try a few more with um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, five, five more days. When I said that, I felt like Apollonia in the Godfather. Remember when she's telling, um, the Don who comes and says, oh, you're learning English. You're going to be a proper American wife." She said, oh, yes, yes. Mon- Monday, Tuesday, Friday, uh, Saturday, wo- Monday, Wednesday. Remember? I think it was right before she got blown up. Please don't blow me up. All right? um, but I do want to, I, 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 I just can't list for you everything that's at stake. I can list back to you what you say is at stake from the polls. So, everywhere but New York, you make number one uh, the economy, or it may be put a different way inflation, the rise in the cost of living, the uh, cost of living. That's one. Second is usually crime. Third, energy or lack thereof. Education, and then somewhere around six or seven is is abortion at eight percent. Democrats Democrats are campaigning on abortion, and uh, Donald Trump causing January six. That's their whole campaign. There's no uh, uh, program for what to do about inflation. There's no program uh, what to do about China. There's no well, he do anything about China. He owes he's, he got too much money from. It. I mean. This is absurd but we, we don't have the courage to look into it. But uh, uh, the facts the facts are pretty damning. I mean, he's he got well over thirty one million dollars from China, and his father, his son explains in a text that uh, he got fifty percent of everything that that the son brought in. Why? Because it was for him. It was his. It was his influence expertise. That the crooks wanted. Also, Joe comes from Joe comes from a pretty sleazy background. I mean, what I'm talking about is, as a senator, he was a sleazebag, uh, just a small one. had had His brothers hanging around uh, just about any place they could grab money. Uh, then he, he you know, then, then, then then it kind of morphed out into other things. So this is a chance now to get your democracy back. We are fighting for democracy. We're fighting for a chance to make a decision as to whether we take a vaccine or not. We're we're, we're, we're at a quandary to figure out how this crime went up so much and, and how little has been done about it and how much... Your actions, uh, Governor and uh, Governor Cuomo's actions, have contributed to this wave in crime rather than rather than decreasing it. So um, these are all very, very major questions that hang over the United States as this election proceeds. And um, we're not going to get the answer to it because Democrats don't engage. I mean. It's extraordinary. They used to at least be bad tempered when when um when you call them communists, or I guess it's so true now that they, they just um sort of accept it. They're communists. Not good for us, but very bad for us actually, if you think about it, right? Hmm. So let's see. Rob has been on a bit. And let's see if uh, if he's
1: Rob, how are you? I'm good, Rudy. I'm here. Can you hear me? OK, I can hear you fine. So Excellent. you want to finish our conversation? Yes, I did. I, I I tell you what, I was I was in a doctor's office before just uh, to go in and get my blood checked or something like that. I'm waiting for the doctor. And I says, you know what? I says I'll come back Monday because I got I got to get home and talk to you. I got a, a bunch of things. I was listening to you on WABC today, and a, a, a couple of things caught my mind. But let me get to those in a second. I just wanted to uh, hit this real. I'm gonna blow through this stuff um, if I can. Uh, well, well, the first thing I wanted, I was gonna text you. Or I was gonna text you earlier today because we had Car- uh, Carlos Pena, who is a he signed with the Yankees back on 2006. He's he's retired now, but he's an uh, on-camera correspondent. He was in for a haircut today. I was going to text you a couple hours ahead of time <laughs> because you said you said you wanted to go home, but I didn't do that because well, I figured you are probably busy today. Now, also, I texted you my license the other day, my, my driver's license, with all my pertinent information because I want you to know, you know, who you're talking to or whatever, who's this guy that keeps calling me all the time. But, you know, so I want you to be – so you're not in the dark about anything you know you can bet me all crazy i don't care you know i mean okay. i i, 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 <laughs> I I'm yeah. about you. <laughs> and um so on the show today on the show today it started out with um, what i heard was the uh that beautiful wonderful young lady genesis who oh my goodness
0: and- yeah isn't she isn't she uh her mo- her mom is a police officer was a police officer her mother was assassinated really and yeah, she was left with her two uh i think she's about nineteen when it happened and she was right. left with ba- babies uh, the m- mother was unmarried or i think her father had died actually and so they were alone and she and she has just dedicated herself um to bringing up the, being being the mother bringing up those children and as a result right. of the way all these policies are written police officers and firefighters who die in the line of duty they never get as much as they should but they get a decent amount of money they get more than soldiers do for example and um, but it goes to them it goes to the um, I mean it goes basically to uh, the, the spouse and uh, and once you become a um, a, a child in, in the major- in your majority you don't get anything so uh, they get something I shouldn't say nothing, but they get very, very little compared to if she were if that were her her husband who died. And she's really in a right. situation like it is a husband. And we've been trying to help her have the city make some kind of exception for that because it's an unusual situation. But this would be as if uh, she died. And uh, and this this was this was her her uh, her wife or his wife that was left behind.
1: Right. Well, I really hope that the city makes the necessary adjustments for that because, I mean, it's a, and I I imagine a lot of people probably must be aware of that story because it was a highly publicized story. And, they are, and I they are, that, but I that, mean, you know, we, yeah. we,
0: we were appealing to de Blasio and de Blasio had no great love for the police. So anything having to do right. with the police, he would be nasty and, and um, you know, right at the very beginning of his, uh, right at the very beginning of his uh, ill-fated term, Uh, the officers Lou and Ramos were killed and that's when the police turned their back on him and they did for very good reason because if it weren't for his communism and anti-police rhetoric and his left-wing rhetoric and his Black Lives Matter kind of thinking those police officers would be alive today because after the killing in Baltimore that took place he decided that he would make a remark like the New York City Police Department has a lot of racism too
1: So this guy from Baltimore
0: comes up to New York and decides he's going to kill a couple of New York City police officers. And what, you know, the the Democrats are stretching themselves like uh, they're stretching themselves like I don't want to say like like condoms uh, that are going to break (laughs) in order in order to uh, somehow connect Trump to what happened to Pelosi. I mean, it's really if if it weren't so sad, it would be comical. Me, me, me. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the shooting of these two police officers, the guy came to New York because the mayor singled it out as a place with racist cops. I mean, a lot of places to stop between Baltimore and New York and go kill cops. You don't have to come to New York.
1: Yeah. Well, de Blasio is too busy painting Black Lives Matter on the street in front of Trump's building. I mean, to then to take care of business, God forbid. And then, uh, apparently, he must have influenced that second caller who was in Oh, I love, I love, I,
0: I don't get too, I don't get enough of those calls. I really love the oh, guys you, who
1: disagree. You, I love the guys who picked, disagree. You destroyed him. You destroyed, You were like. You were like Michael Savage. You destroyed that guy. You. You. Uh, but you didn't do it without. Uh, it, in a non-substantive way, you absolutely exposed him for the lack of knowledge that he has. And this is what I'm talking. See, this is where well, the that's what we were talking about last
0: night. I want. I wanted to. I really wanted to do that. I was thinking about what we were talking about last night. I really exposed him as an ignorant little idiot. I mean, the guy yeah, doesn't read. The guy doesn't. The guy would never. I mean, my God, I asked him, you know, several times if he knew if they were communists. That uh, the background. Suddenly, I, he, it sounded like, I know. It sounded to me like he didn't know what he was talking about. Right, but do do mean, you see the, how they, these thought... are these are the kind of people who have no critical thinking ability. They may
1: have critical race theory, but they don't have any critical brain. So true. Or the discipline no, notice how when he started the conversation with you, he it seemed like he wanted to take it in like an, a nice direction and in an intelligent direction, and he was well, he was articulate and whatnot. But the problem is, that he he is the crux of what he understands to be the facts are completely skewed by what he hears in the mainstream media or the schools that he went to, perhaps a yeah. university. Yeah, yeah, that's what I you know, thought. Exactly what I thought and, and, too.
0: I think. I, I think I even said that this is a product of our uh, brainwash, brainwashing in our yes.
1: school system. And that brings me to the brainwashing, because, you know, when I first approached you for the first time, Rudy, the first thing I wanted to talk about was that it, that, that phenomenal, terrible, psychological mass formation psychosis, which is the, you know, the the, the, the tools of KGB uh, indoctrinization into totalitarianism. I think that this guy—he's a perfect example of somebody who has to understand. Like when I was a child, and I was about probably eight years old in elementary school, and there was—we had an assembly, and this gentleman was speaking to the children of uh, uh, an auditorium full of children, and he kind of like got warmed up to the children, and he says, he said, and this is kind of off base, but it's it, it's the same thing. He he suggested to all the children, which I was one of them, you know, he would say, don't you ever see all these TV commercials on TV with the toys and you fall in love with these toys. And when you go to the store with your mother, you beg her and you kick and borrow and beg, borrow and steal so you can get that toy. And your mom finally buys you that toy. You get it home, you play with it, and you realize it's a stupid, inanimate, useless piece of plastic. (laughs) It doesn't fly. It doesn't fly. It doesn't fly through the air like it does on TV and all. So the the fundamentals of what he was trying to teach us, because I guess back then in those days, you're talking that was probably like 1972-ish or something like that, four-ish. He's trying to demonstrate to the children, don't believe everything you hear on television. So television and and media has a a particular ability to be able to hypnotize. And, And just like if you said to a person, an average person standing next to you says, you know what? I'm going to hypnotize you. I'm going to swing this watch back and forth before your eyes, and I'm going to hypnotize you. The person's going to say, I'll get the hell out of here. You're never going to be able to hypnotize me. And we believe that. People believe that. But they better think twice before they think that they can't be hypnotized because hypnosis is a very complex procedure in some cases that may take time to do. But when, it, when it's done properly, people are hypnotized. And they, if people could understand that, hey, it is possible that I could be hypnotized, maybe that would be the first step in the right direction Yeah. yeah. correct you know, to correct somebody like this guy who seems to think he knows it all until he got you on the other line and you destroy. You, I, I hope he understands how stupid he sounded when he was up against an, a, a superior intellect, which you absolutely were in that conversation. Oh. It was amazing. I, I was in. I, I was ready to jump off the, the, the out of the doctor's office. That's why I told him. I said, I got to get out of here. I got to get home and call Rudy because this this is really an, a critically important thing.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I I I, I don't I. Sometimes you have that hope that maybe you're going to change the person. When I was younger, I used to now I look at it as he's a great example to people that have a little more left in terms of ability to reason and think and a little more independence left. And they're on the verge of one way or the other. They listen to something like this and they realize, like I'm sure most people that express very uh, warm sentiments about Black Lives Matter had no idea that the four founders were trained Chinese communists and Absolutely. who acknowledged that themselves. That isn't, um, that isn't a guess. That isn't a, a speculation They have written about what dedicated communists they are. Uh, yeah. they also, okay. they also had a map. They also were an organization before they took on the cause of police. Uh, I think it was the Trayvon Martin case that began them. But in any event, before that, they were, they were a, a gay, actually a lesbian activist group. Uh, so they have a lot to do with gen- the gender change stuff that's going on. And, um, and their focus was the families and education. And their focus was to really destroy both, as Marxists. Because Marxism basically has as a goal the destruction of education. They wanted the hands of the state completely, get the parents out. And the destruction of God. So there's nothing that stands between socialism, communism, being the most important thing uh, to you and you. They don't want a God standing in the way. They don't want parents who think about your own self-interest and and your own uh, uh, sanity and your own health and fairness to you. They don't want them in the way. They They know they're a warped system. Marx wrote it you got to be careful The people don't get time to think because we'll have another revolution throwing us out.
1: Right? Hey, he kept saying, can I talk now? Can I talk now? You said, yeah, when you read, go home and read first and then call me and talk to me. And, then, and you remember Trump, Donald Trump. God bless Donald Trump. Remember when he said, remember his snake story about the little old lady that found the snake freezing in the snow. She takes him home and nurtures him back to health. And then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then tell and when he comes, and then the snake comes back to health, and then the snake bumps her with a, a, and venomizes her, and she says, why did you do that? Certainly now I will die. And she says, and the snake says to her, shut up, old lady. You knew I was a snake when you took me in. That's what the people should, they, they need to understand who these goddamn snakes are who are trying to destroy their country. and, 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 and the process Yo, that's it, a good
0: point. I mean, you think of the leadership of the Democrat Party. I'm not talking about Democrats now. Because unlike, I mean, here, here's the difference: Biden attacks all Republicans when he says that MAGA people are semi fascist Well, eighty percent of the Republican Party, eighty-five percent, is MAGA. Right. Uh, th- th- that's that's that's, so like, that's that's like eighty million people. You've I don't a lot believe. Of I that. don't. I don't believe that eighty m- million people who are Democrats are evil or bad or better or worse than. But I do Absolutely. believe that the top 1% have become crooked, dishonest. And I think a lot of them have effectively become communists. They either believe it or they, they, they uh, serve it without understanding it because they're too stupid. Now, the gentleman I was talking to... Uh, I would consider a genius level compared to Joe Biden when Joe Biden was normal. I know this is going to sound ridiculous, but I tell people the truth. And I've said this for 35 years. Joe Biden may very well be the dumbest man I ever met. I don't mean that as a joke. That's not a joke. That isn't an overstatement. You would have conversations with him and you'd walk out. This is when I did business with him constantly to try to get. He was the number two ranking Democrat, a young man, and I was too, on the Judiciary Committee when I was Ronald Reagan's associate attorney general. I had a specific job, among others. I ran the criminal side of the Justice Department. But I also had to oversee the confirmation of 92 United States attorneys and 92 United States marshals. And I had to help the deputy attorney general with the Appointment and confirmation of judges. And uh, and therefore, the Judiciary Committee was my main committee. My chief of staff went to law school with Joe Biden. And one day came into my office and said to me, uh, Rudy, you should run for the Senate. And I said, Why should I run for the Senate, Jeff? I don't want to run for the Senate. I i, I have been too young. I don't know. I said, I don't want to run for the Senate. I like what I'm doing. He said, "No, no, no, no! You got to run for the Senate in Delaware. You know the the guy in Delaware was my law school classmate. God, he's like I the dumbest guy you ever meet. And he got and he won. You don't have to spend any money. And you can be stupid, and you're smart. You yeah. don't have to spend that much money." <laughs> I said. He said, "But he's a great guy. Yeah, well, yeah, he's like a great guy. So point. come on over and meet him, and we'll get a lot done with him. Except, please, please, do the best you can not to laugh at him, because when you laugh at him, he knows why you're doing that." And I think, he I think, I'm think i not sure of this, I think he was left back in third grade, which is a chip on his shoulder, right? But I do know he cheated oh, 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 oh. like hell in law school. Cheated like hell. He plagiarized in law school. He got caught for it. That's a matter of record. Bad. But also, his law school classmates didn't want to be around him because he was a silly, immature cheater. Also, he would look over your shoulder and do, do stuff like that. And they didn't want to be around Joe. But they wanted to be around <laughs> Joe when, when people were drinking and running around you know, having fun because he was a um, he was a fun guy. So yeah, it's, it's a, about time. We're having a great conversation. We're going to be back. We're going to be back that, that, on that, Tuesday, uh, just you know, right very, before the that, polls very, close. I'll be in New Hampshire then because we're going up to New Hampshire to help our candidates in New Hampshire where maybe we can put in three Republicans. And we get bulldocked in. I believe we have 52, 53 in the Senate. We're going to go beyond 51. Don't want it to be 51 because God forbid somebody gets sick or, or dies, actually. Right. Uh, then we go back to, you know, President Harris. You know, you know, you know, I just realized why Joe calls the President Harris. He's president of the Senate. <laughs> I'm being nice to him. Hey. Right. but thank right. you up, thank up, uh, you up. thank you very much Rob we'll uh, we'll talk again very very soon oh, thank yeah. you, well, you mean
1: you, 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 you said you wanted to rename the democrat party let us oh, let's let me before part- I
0: get this in how many of you agree that the democrat party should be renamed because it is one of the prime creators or, or supporters of uh, of uh slavery, um, slavery. And one of the bi- and the biggest defender of slavery in the history of America that helped to get more Americans let's- killed I mean, we, we keep changing names because of the association with slavery. There's nothing that had more association with slavery than the Democrat Party. So you guys let's call pa- you let's, another let
1: another let's call Let's call them the party of projection, because that's the only <laughs> thing they seem to know how to do. We're,
0: we're, we're, we're over the limit, and we're going to be back next week. God bless America!